In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, we thank you because our prayers are acceptable before you. Thank you because you are through us. You are using us to do the thing that you want to do on this earth. We give you praise in the name of Jesus Christ. This evening we are in your presence. We have come to learn from you again on how to say prayers, offer petitions that are pleasing to you, intercessions and supplications. We receive understanding again today in the name of Jesus. We know you will speak to us. You will enlighten our hearts. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Let's declare these words as we begin to study. One, two, let's go. Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will. And all spiritual wisdom and understanding as a result of this. I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing Him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline your ears to His Word. His Word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area, and it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. All right, the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. Let's start with the book of Isaiah, chapter 62. We are looking at um, watchmen on the walls on the walls of Jerusalem. Let's read a number of scriptures. Isaiah, chapter 62. We just have to keep reminding ourselves of these facts. He said, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation goes forth like a torch that is burning. The nations will see your righteousness, and all kings will see your glory, and you will be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will designate. Now, for time's sake, we are going to jump the next few verses. These first two verses just summarize for us the fact that God has glory planned for his people. When you see the expression in the Bible, Jerusalem, or Zion, is a prophetic name for the church of Christ Jesus. Never forget it. Some have tried to explain to us that that was referring to physical Israel. I don't believe it. I don't believe it because I don't want to go into that teaching now, but the fact is that the wall of partitioning was broken. If you refer to physical Israel, the wall of partitioning is still up. In the body of Christ Jesus, in his flesh, he put an end to that separation. He did. And that's why Jesus is Jesus. That's why it's an offense to the Jews. That is why he is. Christians are trying to, sometimes we try uh, to please some people. I will modify our doctrines accordingly. There is what uh, Paul said, peace upon the Israel of God. He was talking about the body of Christ. So bear that in mind. So God has a glorious plan for the church. God has a glorious plan for his people. Every promise that God ever made are confirmed only in Christ Jesus. So that's why it is in him that these things are fulfilled. You cannot fulfill these promises outside Christ. Sometimes I hear some of our senior brothers preach, and I feel bad. I want to call them and say, this thing you are saying, how is Christ reflected in it? They make it look like you don't need to accept or recognize the person of Jesus for the promises of God to be fulfilled in your life. Just because Jacob was your father, it doesn't work like that. All right? It doesn't work like that. Everything is confirmed in him. And all these um, uh, brilliant promises we have here 
applies to anyone who will come into him, who will come to God the Father through him. So God was now saying, this is a plan I have. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not keep quiet. I will ensure that her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Nations will see your righteousness and all of that. He now said in verse 6, For me to fulfill this, see what I do for Jerusalem. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen. All day and all night they will never keep silent. Now to the watchmen he turns to speak. You who remind the Lord, those are the watchmen whom I have appointed upon the walls of Jerusalem. He said, you who remind the Lord, take no rest for yourselves and give him no rest until he establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. And that's verse 7. Please bear it in mind. Quickly open again to the book of Psalms, Psalm 122. Let's just look at what is there. I'm just reminding ourselves of what we began to speak about a few weeks ago. Just to get to where we are, we have not, we have not read our main scripture for today. Just to remind ourselves, uh, just to remind ourselves of the things that uh, we are talking about. Psalm 122, he said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Now look at what is described Jerusalem as. Jerusalem that is built as a city that is compact together. To which the tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord, an ordinance for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. Now, very verse 6, it now says, for these things again to come together, it said, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. May peace be within your walls and prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brothers and my friends, I will now say, May peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. I'm bringing this again to emphasize to us. The most important you know, thing that God is doing on the earth is the building up of the true Jerusalem of God. Please don't forget it. I think it is a destructive doctrine for us to remove our eyes from the Israel of God and start chasing physical things. Now, please, uh, if, just open to that, uh, and just to emphasize, in case you're wondering what I'm reading that from, Galatians, the, the, about the last verse thereabout of the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 6, Paul said in verse 15, For neither is circumcision anything, nor uncircumcision. Whether you are a Jew or a Gentile, it is nothing. What is anything? A new creation. That's Galatians chapter 6. I'm reading verse 15. And those who will walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. Please notice that. I just like to read the last two lines, which I find very interesting. The very next line. Paul said, from now on, let nobody disturb me. (laughs) Did you notice that? He said, from now on, let no one cause trouble for me. For I bear... (laughs) I read this the other day, I was alone. I just started laughing to myself. Paul said, but this wala is enough. Nobody should disturb me again. <laughs> he said, from now on, let no one cause trouble for me. For I bear on my body the brand marks of Jesus. They now pray to conclude that. But I read verse 16 for us to see what I've been referring to. That there is what is called the Israel of God. 
And what God is building on the earth is that Israel of God. It is that Jerusalem of God. That is what he is building. Don't forget. And we just read now from that Psalm 122. You know, like I said to you, I've been very reluctant to emphasize the blessings because the human flesh tends to look out for the blessings. And in that process, it misses the blessing. Do you understand my point? Once you are focused on the blessing, you will miss it. The blessings are given as encouragement. Truly, they are promises. They come to people that don't even deliberately activate them. For example, our best example, the Shunammite woman. She ministered to Elisha. What was her reason? Because she perceived that this is a holy man of God. That's all. We know that when the man came and said, what can we do for you? He didn't say, pray for me that I will have breakthrough. She didn't want anything. Even the thing she wanted at that time that she needed, that Gehazi picked up. When she was offered that, what did she do? She said, no, prophet, don't lie to me. That's when the man offered her. When they offered her the thing you would have thought should be the thing she's looking for. So we see her receiving a blessing from God, even though she was not deliberately trying to activate it. That teaches me, therefore, that many of the things we do that I write, they have blessings attached to them. We don't have to look for those things for them to come to us. So they are not things we deliberately sow our seeds for. You know, like I said the other time, somebody said that, do I need to give to God something, sow a seed for something I'm asking God for? I said it's unnecessary. It's not necessary. Just ask God in the name of Jesus. Anything you are doing, do those things because they are the right things to do. You know, I can't say these things and I keep on saying them. So what I'm going to say is this. So I don't like to emphasize the blessing, but actually there is a blessing. There is a blessing. That is what they call prayer with reward. He said in that Psalm 122, may they prosper that love you. That prayer has been uttered by the name of Jesus, by the mouth of the Lord Jesus, and it's been confirmed before the Father. God blesses and prospers the people that love the true Jerusalem of God. He does that. Let me say this again. It's very important. Not those who are trying to use the blessing of Jerusalem as a way to collect their own. Are you getting my point? I've seen that thing a lot in Christianity. Very, very sad. Very, very sad. You know, we pastors, you know, we, we encourage people, you know, give to church so that God can bless you. So the people are looking for blessing. They are not looking for the peace of Jerusalem. What they are looking for is what? Their own blessing. They are looking for something. Somebody say, if you want a breakthrough, you sow a seed. So there are people planting church branches everywhere, building buildings because they are looking for something. Some are looking for forgiveness of their sins after they've committed. They have stolen both public funds and private funds. They have stolen it. They are looking for how God will forgive them. So what do they do? They come and build a branch of a church. They can come to you, Pastor Banky, what do you need in this ministry? They don't love you. They don't care. There are some of them, as they are giving to you, they are giving to the mosque. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not joking about that. They are like Cyrus. God can use them, but God is not blessing them. If you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. I, I know one man said they will come to you know, redemption camp. So all the diesel they are using for this weekend, they ain't going to pay. You feel like God is reaching him. It's a lie. He has gone to the central mosque, Abuja. He has roofed it for them too. And if the beneath, uh, uh, high priest gather, he will give them all the cows for the sacrifice. That whatever you are doing, just pray to your God for me. They will go to church, give massively. They don't love Jerusalem. They are not seeking the peace of Jerusalem. They are just looking for the pastor that will be praying for them. 
So if you show that your God is powerful, they will give to you. That was why Elisha refused to receive anything from Naaman. When Naaman was used to every priest collecting. Everyone that claimed to know God collecting. So after he showed him properly the power of God, you know, may God humble you so that you'll be humble. But may you be humble so that he doesn't have to humble you. <laughs> Two important prayers there. You didn't notice that. Whichever way, you must be humble. Now, man, God humbled him very well. You know how God humbled him? They said, go and see the prophet. Prophet, he didn't come out. <laughs> he said, are you the sick man? <laughs> he said, yes. Go and have a bath. Where? Uh, there's one river down there. You know the problem with the river Jordan? It's not clear water, it's muddy. <laughs> Go and soak in the river seven times. And let's not talk about Naman. I just find the story very interesting. Alright? Of course, you know the rest of the story. The man didn't come out. And what he was doing was humbling him. Look, God was humbling that man for his own good. After he was healed, he returned. He was used to giving to these prophets. What would this one take? Elijah said nothing. You can go. It's a free gift from God. It's a free gift from God. Why? To humble the man further. So the man will understand that the best things in life don't come with my money. That was why he donated the, 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 the thing to, to the Gehazi. Don't, don't mess with the lessons of God. <laughs> when God was trying to teach David, one guy messed with the lesson. He died. What's the name of that guy? Uzzah. God wanted to show David that what he was doing was wrong. Uzzah said, no, nothing must go wrong. Nothing must go wrong. So God removed Uzzah. So you find people, they are not seeking the peace of Jerusalem. They are not seeking her good. What they are seeking is their own peace, is their own good. And I want us Christians to remove that from our minds. We are not giving to church, giving for the propagation of the word of God, giving to a minister of the gospel, because we want to get something. That, that, that blessing, we miss it like that. So I, I advise Christians, remove your eyes from the blessings that come because of what you do. Remove your eyes from those things. Focus your eyes on the blessings that are in Christ Jesus. And then when you are doing something, focus on the blessing that is in it for the person you are doing for. And this is the instruction of God to us again. We must love the peace of Jerusalem. The word for peace in Hebrew is the same thing as prosperity. There's no difference. The word is shalom. All right? We must pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Bible says they will prosper those who love Jerusalem. Those who seek her good. Why? That's what God is doing on the earth. That's what we've been teaching in this series. That that is what God is doing on the earth. Why is he doing that? That is a pillar of truth. That is where life comes from. That is where light shines into the environment from. It is not, the way, you know, we're not praying for economic prosperity for a country like ours. What we are asking God to do is to preserve the nation for the salvation that will be revealed. So he said, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It's an instruction. I'm reminding us again, every day, every day, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. On a daily basis, in the morning, in the evening. What are the prayer points? That's what we've been talking about. We have explained the fact that these are the promises. It's on, so that his praise will be established on the earth. So that people will not be deriding the church again. What are the things we pray for? We pray for truth. That God will establish his truth. 
amongst his people that God will establish the church so that it will be known as the oasis of truth. That the church is what the Bible, in fact, I like the way Paul wrote it. He said, is the foundation and the pillar of truth. No, that's what he said. The foundation and the pillar of truth. In every society, that is where truth is. Where, you know, Ireland, um, finally, they had a referendum a few days ago, which was just, even whichever way that referendum was going to legalize abortion in the Republic of Ireland, it was going to do it. The way it was written. I saw the BBC analysis of it, the way they wrote it. Now, because the Irish um, constitution protected life from birth. Yes, that's how their constitution was written. And that was the influence of Catholicism. The rest of the world, most of those countries, recognize only life after birth. So after that, they say it's choice. So a month before the baby is born, it's just the mother. They only recognize the mother. So if the mother decides she doesn't like the baby, she can kill the baby and nothing happens. In Ireland, it wasn't like that until, until now because the law has not been written, rewritten, okay? Till now. The idea is that you don't touch a pregnancy because it's an independent life. In itself, it's an independent life. You don't, you don't touch it unless the mother's life is at risk. When I was a medical student, and that's the Nigerian law today actually. That's Nigerian law. All right? That's Nigerian law today. So you wait. It's only if the mother's life is at risk. Do you understand? All oh, this one, uh, what if it's a conceived in, uh, uh, as a result of rape? That one is because you don't recognize that it's an independent life. I mean, if that's the case, then shoot the baby the day after it's born. I don't know whether you get my point. So the means of conception is not, is not what Christians discuss. What we discuss is, is this life or it is not? Is it a life in itself or it is not? That's what Christianity is about. We are not saying that uh, it's a product of this, a product of that. Mm, wait, leave all of that. Is this life or it is not life? And we believe, okay, at least, that's my understanding of scriptures, that it is life. Because the Bible says the life of the flesh is in the blood. And we are aware that before the mother is aware she's pregnant, the heart is already beating, already pumping blood. What I've told is, is, is scientific fact. Now, but anyway, that's not the gist. The gist is that the Irish constitution, they coined that, should we review it or not review it? So they want to review the constitution now. So the referendum has said, yes, change the constitution to stop recognizing that life needs to be protected even from the mother's womb. When, I, when, they, when they were setting up the constitution, when I said the, the referendum, I had a small wish in me that it would go the other way. But I would have, if not, make money on a bet. I will bet, even if I'm supposed to bet, I will have bet my money on the fact that it will go this particular way it went. It was inevitable. They were the only ones standing alone in Europe. It was inevitable. It was going to go like that. Now, this is where I'm going. One of the reasons why it didn't surprise me, it didn't pain me, is that I will be deceiving myself to expect something different. As people remove themselves from God, as reflected in how they detach themselves from church, eventually it flows into the environment. Paulson said it like this, when godliness disappears in one generation, goodness disappears in the next. That's how it is. When they stop relating with God the Father through the Son Jesus Christ in one generation, their morals start disappearing. Every generation will wipe out one major you know, side of it. Every generation. And so Paul said the church is a foundation 
and the pillar of truth. The only thing that will reintroduce those values into the society is the church. I say to you again, in our country, Nigeria, the major thing people complain about is what? Eh? Say it loud now. It's corruption. That's our major problem in Nigeria. Everybody has recognized it. Our own leaders have recognized it. Visitors have recognized it. Some don't believe this amount of corruption exists anywhere else in the world. It's not true anyway. I know countries that are worse. Okay? It pains a lot of people that who could have achieved much more. Many of the other countries, they don't really care much about. They have worse problems. Afghanistan is corrupt, but that's, not, that's the least of your problems. Who's worried about corruption in Afghanistan? <laughs> You're more concerned about, about Taliban and somebody shooting, somebody just getting up, walking to the, poli- uh, the, the uh, post office and shooting everybody there, blowing things up. Okay? But relatively, in Nigeria, we don't have all those troubles. So people are focused more on what? Corruption. Now, this is what I'm saying to you. The only people that can wipe it out is the Church of Christ. You cannot preach it away in the secular world. You cannot do it. Listen, if you like, write all the laws. Hmm? The laws are to be enforced by human beings. They said China builds a great wall and did not break great people. Every time they had to penetrate the, the great wall of China, they didn't know to break the wall. They paid somebody. The person who opened the door. <laughs> you can build the great wall of anything, write the best laws. The laws must be, you know, enforced by in- human beings. And that is a problem. So I'm saying to you again, the people that can say thus far and no further is the church. And it's in the scriptures like that. Is a foundation of truth. Jesus now says something. If your eye, he said the eye is a light of the body. He now said, if your eyes be single, your whole body will be full of light. He said, but listen to this. He said, if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And Jesus said that you are the light of the world. You get my point. So who's the light of Nigeria? The church in Ireland? Eh? I can't hear you. Why are you whispering? The church in Nigeria, all right? That is the light of Nigeria. So if that church is full of darkness, the country is doomed. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. That is why you want to pray. I pray for the head of state. That is true. Because the Bible says we should do that. He said why? So we can live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness. Before God, who wants all men to be saved? So the aim is so that we can do the work of making sure all men are saved. But that really doesn't change the country. What changes the country, is what we're talking about, is a light that is shining out. You see here, that your salvation will be seen to the ends of the earth. So that's what we've been talking about. So that's why we are praying. We will pray that God will feel, that is a crucial prayer point. That's what I'm going to emphasize to us again. The prayer point is crucial. For the destiny of your children, that prayer point is crucial. People say plan for your children. That's how you plan for them. Having your children over the world will not guarantee them anything. You can have your first son in America, the second one in England, the third one is Botswana, no, not Botswana, in Bosnia, the other one in Afghanistan. Point your children all over the world. There's no guarantee that anybody is safe anywhere. There's no guarantee. One of the things I've said, anyway, let me not go there. to take me away from my message. If you want to plan for the future of your children, which country do you want them to live in? Start praying for the church in that country. You need to. 
because that is what will guarantee safety in the environment. I'm saying to believers again, take this matter seriously. I said the other time, let me say it again. Tell the Lord this year, enough of praying for material things. Even though I'm reluctant to say this, I'm just reluctant. It's true, but I just don't want your focus there. But listen to this, a matter of fact. Which month are we in? Okay, we're in June. Let's just say June. I mean, June is around the corner. All right? Uh-huh. Now, so it's almost half of the year. For the rest of this year, stop praying for what you need. Let's do an experiment. Check out the results you've gotten from the beginning of the year till now. Then from now, stop. Whatever be that crucial personal need in your life, hmm? stop it. Just stop. Don't mention it again. If you ever come to your mind, Father, I give you thanks in the name of Jesus. I have the peace of God that passes all understanding. Don't even say that, I thank you, I've received it. No. You know, those, you know, uru prayer, you know. Father, I thank you right now because you have granted all my need. I won't ask you again. You have already given me the kind of name of Jesus. You know those kind of prayer. Don't, don't deceive anybody. <laughs> you understand? No. If anything, use thanksgiving to remove it. I thank you. I have the peace of God that passes all understanding. I have cast my burden upon you. Just leave it there. Don't pray about it again. It's an experiment, right? Just six months. Now, from now on, if you have to pray for yourself, the righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding and I shall live. Focus on that one. If you have to pray for yourself. But I'm telling you, focus on this. Uh, this is the truth, what I'm about to tell you. What I'm about to tell you is the truth. Pray for me. I mean, I'm preaching to you. I can't think about it. <laughs> I'm not saying pray for me that I'll have more money. I'm saying, I'm giving you how Paul said it. Pray for me that utterance will be given to me. That I will be able to speak the word of God as I ought to. I'm asking you. I join into the prayer. Pray that the words that I speak, all right, will be back to the power of God wherever it goes. Pray that God will open doors for me that I will be able, I will have the opportunity to declare his truth in more places and through more channels. Pray like that. Pray that I will be delivered from wicked and unbelieving men. Pray that I, as I go around preaching the gospel, it will be well with me. Now, why am I asking for me? Because you are listening to me. You owe me that one. And you know I don't walk alone. Every time I travel, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one pray, preaching here. You get my point. I'm not the only one walking here. I may be the one standing. I'm the Billy Graham of Billy Graham Ministries. But that Billy Graham Ministries was started by four people, equal partners. Are you getting my point? That's how you are praying for the church. That's how you are doing it. Why? We are ministers of the gospel. Pray for the meetings we have here. Pray for every... Now, I'm telling you what to pray for. You go to a church, all right? You don't like what they are preaching there? Pray about it regularly. You hear me talk a lot about missions, you know, northeast now. Now the bang, bang, bang is going down. Gospel must replace it. Otherwise, boom, boom, boom. You will hear it next time. Bombi is going down. It will come back. Oh, people don't understand. Demons, when you cast them out, they return with seven spirits more wicked than themselves. Unless you ensure that they cannot come back. So take Bono State. Take, take Adamawa. There's another one. There are three. Yobe. Those three states. Pray about them. Pray about Abuja self. And what prayer? We're not praying for peace now. We are praying that the gospel will penetrate. That God will send laborers into his harvest. So a man in Lagos. I told him, I said, I will just, you know, we're just just, I went to preach for him. 
I've told the story a number of times here, but this part of it I've not spoken much about. So I told him that one of my friends is a pastor in the north, he's moving to Meduguri. Ah, he said to me, he said, Man of God, if God says I should go to Meduguri, I don't think I will go. I laughed. I said, Sir, don't worry, you will go. I said, If he says to you, go, you will. I said, Why you are saying you will not go now? is that he has not said anything like that to you. That's why he has saying you won't go. He has not said anything like that to you. He said, eh. I said, yes, trust me. I said, okay, don't worry. If God speaks to you, you will go. Yesterday I was listening to the Red Prince, and it was exciting. The Red Prince said, when you are obeying the will of God, he was talking about a certain sequence of sanctification. He said that when you are being sanctified by the word, you will discover what the will of God is, that faith will come to your heart to fulfill that will. He said what his first wife did, you understand, in living as a young woman, leaving her country in Denmark, and moving to Jerusalem, a poorly developed country at that time, okay, and living there for 20 years. That's where he met her, and then they married. Adopted, was adopting orphans, you know, children that have been thrown away. He said that he looked back and said, he told himself, I could never have done that. He said, why am I saying so? Because God never required it of me. He said his wife, by the time they had married and left Jerusalem, the woman looked back and said, I don't think I can do it again. Do you understand? And he said, simple, that the issue is that what? God is not requiring it of her. Because when God wants to do something that is hard, he will supply the faith. Say, Pastor Bank, what are you talking about? I'll tell you. So when you are praying, don't be afraid that who will God send to difficult places? That's why I told the whole story. Even you that's praying it, you may wake up one day, you'll be the one going. <laughs> the family will be holding you back. I don't know why they are holding you back. Are you getting my point? So you pray that those places will be filled, that there will be an invasion of the gospel of God in those areas. That's what prayer is about. Oh, this one, help my enemies, die by fire, die by... They will rise by water. Don't worry about that. Your body is dying. Your body is planning to die. Leave all of those things. How we don't pray such nonsense prayers anymore? Do people still do such things? I know not here, no, but outside there. They still do. They never learn. I don't understand it. So, now, back to what I'm trying to say. That is what real prayer is. That is what it is. Now, back to my challenge. Do that. Take the course of the body of Christ. Stay on it for the rest of the year. At the end of the year, let's come and check the amount of blessings and results you will find in your life. Now listen to me. You will find things you never prayed about. Listen, you will find things you never thought about. No, there are things you thought about, you didn't think about praying about them. That's one. You will find them. You will find things that you never thought about. Why? May they prosper that love you. It's the word of God. It's not, listen, oh God, you know. The problem, in quote, in quote now, the problem God has is for people to just accept what he's saying. That's the problem he has. When he says, don't worry about tomorrow. Somebody says, what you need is a 10-year development plan. Don't answer the person. Should Christians plan for long? No. I said that I'm bold about it. What should they do? The Christians are supposed to plan for short. Yes, it's called sufficient unto what? The day. Life has days. 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 Identify the day you are in and focus on that day. So what is my day? Day is not only 24 hours. If you're in school, you're a university student, your day ends at graduation. 
that day. So focus on that day. Don't worry about which job will I do when I leave school. Don't worry about it. When you leave school, there's a job waiting for you. It's called NYS. You know that? Where will I serve? Don't give it a second thought. Don't even pray about it. Now, I'm serious about that. I mean, prayer saying, God, I want to go to uh, uh, Lagos or Abuja or Benue. Don't discuss such things with the Lord. I'd like to give my wife's testimony. I met her when she was a final year student, just about to graduate. You understand? Then I was a resident in Lagos. One day I just woke up. Then she had graduated, waiting for a call up. I just woke up one day. I just said, hi, this young woman. They will post her to understate. I don't, anything just came to my mind. Either I called her or she called me. Anyway, we spoke on the phone. Then she was on that call. She said, guess where I was posted? I said, understate. You know, when God wants to give you respect before a young woman, he knows how to do it. <laughs> I'm from Ondo State. You know that. I just, I, I woke up that day. I was just, I don't know, my mind just went to her. Oh, that, that she said she's going to call, check her call up. I said, okay, they'll post her. They'll post this girl to Ondo State. Though. That's what just came to my mind. She called me short while well, later in that day. He said, guess where I was posted? I said, Ondo State. She said, uh, are you sure? You know, trying to play games with me. I said, yes or no? Were you posted to Undo State or not? She said, yes, I was posted to Undo State. You know, God just, you know, you know, you know <laughs> silver and gold have I not. <laughs> but such as I have. <laughs> see, anointing, no? See, respect just arise. Make a long story short. They had a new camp. I think that was around the time they created a kitty out of Undo. I'm not very sure now. I can't remember. But that was the first time they think they had a camp. Guess where they put the camp? Right where I grew up, my home, where my parents were in a career in Undo State. I said, good. God has arranged for you to meet my parents. All I needed to do was to get up one day. Went to visit high in camp. Just went home. Told my parents, as he's turning out, I just go to camp. Now, let me give you another gist. Our house, one man was staying on the other side of it. His first son, who's my mate in secondary school, was a military officer at that time. His friend in NDA was posted as their camp commandant and was living in my father's house. I don't know whether you get the point. That, my friend, that, that my mate's friend, is a military officer that was posted as their camp commandant. So to get pass was not an issue. I just go, go, walked over to their house. Good afternoon, I need a pass from that young guy. But I was just there with his friend. I mean, the camp commander will stay with him. Okay, ah, uh, my landlord's daughter-in-law to be in your camp, you know. Please allow her to come out. So it was not a big deal. I went to the camp, greeted him, shook hands, gave my wife all the passes she needed to go anywhere. Camp commander. <laughs> it was never prayed about. Make a long story short, very long story short, after the camp, go for primary assignment. One thing led to another, one thing led to another. Mm. Her uncle came home one day, came to her parents' place. Hey, how's Ufama? Uh, story, I was trying to get it. I said primary assignment. No, 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 what is he doing? No, 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 that's what she's doing. Come, let her come and serve in my place. Where? In Lagos. He went to Abuja. He was a military general. Went to the NYC place. Redeploy this girl for me. Yes, sir. You know the way it goes. <laughs> Was a military officer, a general in Nigeria Army. He just went, redeployed this girl for me. They posted that right to where I was living. I married her there, packed into my house. In Jesus' name, amen. 
It was an interesting drama that we watched happen. God took her to Ondo State. As soon as she was finished meeting my parents, God picked her, took her to Lagos, put her on uncles in her uncle's house. She was living with her uncle there. And from there, we went and did wedding. Then when we came back from the wedding, her uncle's sons packed her things and brought to my little apartment in Luthi the Araba. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Listen, there are things God will do for you you have never thought about. That's the point I'm making. You've never thought about them. Christians are too focused. We can't trust the words of the Lord Jesus. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Long-term plans, forget it. Each day has its troubles. Your duty is to learn the assignment for each day. Because each day has its own assignment. Because sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Each day has an assignment. So if it, what a Christian is supposed to do is focus on that day. Just by the way, I'm just explaining that. So if you're a student, between now and when you graduate is the next day. It's that day, sorry. There's a job waiting for you NYC. That's your next day. What will happen after NYC? Listen, don't worry. What did I say? Don't even, oh God, if I say this to surprise people, don't even think about it. Don't worry yourself. What will happen to you as a believer? Events will just open. You may just be going one day, your friends, you just see your friends carrying a form. What form is that? Ah, hey, I'm thinking of NYCO, this school, Namdia's University, just advertised. You just look at it, okay. Let me see what. Let me see, okay. I had this idea by my master's too. That's what provoke you. Will provoke you to go and collect your form. There are forms you will sub, you will submit and forget. I told about our brother who wrote a mail that he, he prayed and prayed, fasted, declared, called it to be, did everything. Until one day he heard me preaching. I said, look, forget all of those things. Make a long story short. He decided to forget a PhD he had been dreaming about all his life. Two years, God doesn't joke. Two years of forgetting was what he did. Then one day opened his email and saw a mail that said he should come for interview. Online, not physically. So, of course, he replied them, scheduled the time, Skype. Put on his computer, they interviewed him. They gave 15 people worldwide. He was one of the 15 to go and do an European Union fully sponsored PhD in robotics engineering. Fully funded. Fully, 100% funded. It was such an exciting story. We had to publish it. So let's do our experiment. You've prayed enough. Ah, the last two years on one matter. Even if God was deaf, but now you'll have done surgery and healed him. Two years, no, you'll have healed him by now. It's enough. What did I say? It's enough. May they prosper that love you. That's what he said. Those who really are, look, listen, God wants people who are not concerned primarily about themselves. That is, listen, that, you know, we're talking about money. That's why people give money. All these, all these funny offerings we have been giving is the reason why Boko Haram has been bumping. You give bad money, Boko Haram will bump. As I tell people, don't sow this seed into my life. Don't, look, don't come and say, Pastor, I want to sow into your life. Be careful yourself. What did I say? Be careful yourself. That's, in, that's good Nigerian English. Be careful yourself very seriously. Before I'm walking on the road, seed will be germinating on my neck from under my shirt. No. Don't sow any seed into my life. But this seed sowing. It's why people don't, you know, pastor can't even prosper. You have sown seed. 
The man has a moving root, day in leg. Also, any season to my life, please. There are two reasons you give to a man of God. One, because he's a man of God. Two, because he has been a blessing to you. It's a spiritual transaction. Paul said, we give you spiritual things. When it produces, first you catch the rabbit, then we share it. <laughs> That's a spiritual transaction there. So in a seat, no. People, they have been minded about themselves too much. That is a problem. What am I going to explain? People are supposed to give to the work of the ministry because they love Jerusalem. Are you getting my point? They love Jerusalem. They know that the peace of Jerusalem, which is the church of Christ, is important. The church must preach the gospel. The church must advance the truth of Christ. So that thing is in their minds. I remember one brother would give them, he just handed things like this out, tracts. And what he was thinking is that, ah, it must be costing money. That's what he was thinking about. And all he had was 1,000 naira to give. Just 1,000 naira to give was what he had. So he gave it towards the tracts. There are people just say, ah, this truth. I, I have an experience like that. One brother just said, ah, in this particular state, somewhere, he met us, he said, this thing must be on radio in Ondo State. So he went there, negotiated, and paid the radio station for one year. And then called the Inca and said, please, send them materials. What was the reason? Ah, no, this thing. We have experiences like that here and there. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's what I'm talking about. Enough of praying for our own needs. Remember our experiments? Let's stop our own needs now and pray for the peace of Jerusalem for the rest of the year. And I've given it a number of prayer points. There's a ministry that's blessing you. Not kingdom word now. One ministry. Just like them. Or somebody, God just moves him into your heart. You were talking when you were leaving prayer just now. That there's a lady that takes up the burdens of other people. God, there are people like that. That's their assignment in life. We have many examples in scripture. Hannah is an example. Anna is an example. Simeon is an example. That's their job. Don't be, just be praying. These people prayed until Jesus was born. Kept Mary with their prayer. Kept John with their prayer. Without realizing it. In fact, if you read, if you read this book, you'll be amazed. It's not scripture, but it's interesting. The Maharishi of Mount Kailash. By Sadhu Sundar Selvaraj, every name there is odd. Just manage them. Maharish is odd. Mount Kailash is odd. Sadhus, you know. So there's a man that God has kept alive. His primary purpose, that the man moves around in the spirit. His primary, he claims the man is up to 400 years old. Living at the top of the Himalayas. That the man moves around praying with people. Carrying the burdens of the church. There are scriptures that Sadhu Selvaraj will interpret for you. You'll be afraid to agree with them, but you cannot disagree why. He's reading it for you, black and white. Let me not tell you some things you will shout. <laughs> now, what I'm going to say is that, listen, so it's an assignment. It's an assignment. People are kept, listen, te- look, if your mother says, oh, he's praying for you and you're a preacher, be praying for her too, so that she will live long to pray for you. There are some people, they, they are elderly. They don't go to regular work and all of that. God is giving them health. Why? Because they are praying for people. It's an assignment from God. They wake up every morning. So there are people that just look at one preacher on TV in their mind. This man will go astray. They don't know why they believe the man will go astray. It's because of people surrounding him. They don't know him. They just kneel down and start praying. 
he will not go astray. When people send emails and say, we are praying for you, that you will remain focused, I say amen. Yes. I, I, I don't. Look, look, I'm not one of those that say, I don't need your, I need your prayer. If Paul needed your prayer, who am I? When somebody says, they are praying for me, that I will not go astray, that this word that you are preaching will remain pure. I said, I will say amen. If you are talking to me, you start saying things like that. I close my, you see, I'll close my eye off and on. As I'm closing it, I'm praying. I am receiving it. There are people, I know there are people kept alive for me. They just hear my voice and they will just kneel down, take an hour and bless me and remove every Jezebel hanging around, every Nicolaitan, <laughs> all those, uh, what's the other guy's name? The one that was prophesying. Balaam, thank you. Every Balaamic spirit, they are shooting it down. Tua, Tua, come down in the name of Jesus. So we'll continue teaching the word of God, but it is not us. It is the grace of God released through the prayers of many of his saints. And that's what I'm saying. I'm recruiting Christians. Get up. Forget, look, this has been a distraction. No, this is my year of buying a new car in Jesus' name. That's a very stupid prayer point. When they start again, God will just start fanning himself. <laughs> start fanning himself. See, they have come again. But when you want him to be excited, I'm going to just pray and say, Lord, ah, we read the story of the healing revival that, you, that poured out after the Second World War in America. We read the story of the days of people like Babalalanko, Benzini Dahosa. Where is the Benzini Dahosa of this generation? And they start praying. Lord, send laborers into the harvest. And the thing will grip them. It can be like that on them for the next two, three, four, five years. And the person you're talking about is a housewife, raising children, just selling one or two things. The person you're talking about is a businessman, is a lawyer, he goes to court, he's not a preacher. But without things like that arising, what God wants to do will not happen. People like T.B. Joshua are talking. When we have a living church in Nigeria, false prophets are still opening their mouth and doing adverts. No, read the book of Acts. Every false prophet they maintain. Either Peter, Paul will be blinding people who talk anyhow. Are you getting my point? <laughs> One brought money. Your money perished with you. He had even given his life to Christ though, when he saw power. I was watching one woman on TV. said she was praying just like this, like she pointed at somebody. The man there fell down, hit the floor. He wasn't thinking about it. When she finished the service, the man came up to him and said, what did you hit me with? Like, what? He said, when you pointed out in my direction, light came out from your hand, hit me in the head. That's why I fell down. She was not even aware anything happened. So he told the man, oh, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. The guy said, wow, I want that power. He happened to be what the Americans call a warlock. He's a witch. So to him, it was power. That's why Holy Spirit knocked Somebody dragged him to church. Holy Spirit knocked him down. And the woman said to him simply, sorry, you can't get that. What you need is Jesus. The man looked at her, turned around and walked away. We see things like that in the book of Acts. But now what do we find? They used to put my face on posters. If you see my face on posters and billboards now, they didn't tell me. Long ago, I don't put my picture again. Do you know why? When I go to Watercourt, you see false prophets all over the city. I started feeling like one. So I removed my face from posters. I said, please don't put one of us on the podcast. The first they went there. 
they, they, they did one massive billboard. Ah! I looked at it, saw my face. I looked at TBG, I looked at myself. The similarity was too much. <laughs> After that, I just when I wanted to design the next post, I said, I said, wait, wait, wait. Water, turn my face to a watermark. The third time, I said, remove it entirely. Those who know me know my name. Forget my name, face. And what am I going to say? But the church is feeling comfortable. The most prominent people around us are fake people. It should upset some people. No, it should upset us, we'll start praying. It should upset us, we'll start praying. He told me the other day, the pastor of the church that I attended as a house officer died. He was 56. He was sick. And he was in America and all of that. I felt very bad. I said, why pastors will just die like this? It's a serious prayer point, though. This are the, that's what we're talking about, praying for the peace of Jerusalem. But what uh, Satan done to us, I've been too occupied with material things. By this year, I must own my own house. That's why they'll be collecting our money. If you want to say, Lord, 12 months, my own house. You will sell, you will bring your house rent for this year. And you plant it at this altar. If you believe that, something's wrong with you. That's the clever ways we have designed to raise money from people. is deception. Look, if you don't like what I'm saying, just don't come next Tuesday. But I will say it today. It's deception. They will be deceiving people. Say, so your house rent, so you can get... When did God give that kind of formula? The people that God will give them a house for giving their house rent. Listen to me, listen to me. The day they will release their house rent, it will just be because they say, ah, God. At least this rent is not due for another one week, but this crusade must hold. That between her and next week, I'll be able to get some more other money. It's not as if they want to defraud their landlord. I don't know whether you're getting my point. They are the ones that now have those testimonies. Their brethren, do you know that day? I just gave that money for that crusade. To my surprise, 12 months later, I was completing my own house. I don't know how God did it. My business just opened. Things just began to happen. Then I said, okay, come and tell the testimony. You now finish. Anybody that wants that miracle, you will do what he did. You will see what he saw. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but it doesn't work like that. You have done what they did. Did you see anything? Don't lie. Yo. If you have not done what they did here, Naya, let me put up here. Every, most of you have done what they did. You did not see anything more than average. They promoted you just like all the Muslims and the Guru Maharaj in your office to God promoted. Nothing strange. Do you know why? Is that God is not faithful? No, it doesn't work like that. You gave your phone, believing you'll get an iPhone. What you got was a no phone. Yeah, there's a phone like that. No phone. A small brick that they sell to people to hold so that they will stop using phone. You gave your old car so that you will get a new car. You know what you got? Keke transport fare. That's all you got. And that was two and a half years. God is not faithful. He's very faithful. Just it doesn't work like that. Listen, people of God, what am I saying to us today? You know, I'm just trying to emphasize to us why it is important we say these prayers. Take it the next few months. Forget yourself. It's enough. Or you are from an area. Your local government, you don't, you look around there, there's no church that your heart rejoices over. You don't hear serious programs coming to your area teaching the solid word of God. They have not even been able to drag you to a fellowship where the word is moving and you don't have money. 
So it's not even about money now. It's about a heart. Now turn it to a prayer point. You turn it to a prayer point. You turn it to a prayer point. That's the prayer point you need for the next, for the rest of the year. That's what you need for the rest of the year. You are praying enough for yourself. What do you pray for the church of God? That's what we've been trying to emphasize. All right? So that's the prayer that has reward. It says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. That's Psalm 122, verse 6. Now this is a prayer for Jerusalem. May peace be within your walls and prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brothers and my friends, I will now say, may peace be within you. So for the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. So the great things that God wants to do, he said, I have set watchmen on the walls of Jerusalem, and they will never get tired. Night and day, they will continue to pray. They will pray that God will release truth in his church. They will pray that God will release shepherds after his own heart. They will pray that he will push out laborers into his harvest. They will pray that there will be peace within that church. They will pray that there will be prosperity. That every, like we were praying earlier, that every gift that is necessary for the upbuilding of the church will be released. Every, there are different kinds of gifts. There are. You see one that is lacking, what do you do? You start praying about that. One is lacking, you start praying. Now, can I go back to money matters? If you're a preacher, listen to this. You have to learn how to pray about money. But Christians, everybody listen to this. If you're every time, his church is always lacking money, you pray, God, send financial laborers into the harvest. It's a very important prayer point. That is what you do. I mean, I told you from the beginning, when I was going on to ministry, I learned a lot of things from different ministers here and there. Ken Higgins taught me a lot. Bishop Edipo taught me a lot in that area also. I said, no, you enter ministry, it's not a place you start begging for money. So, you know, some people's solution, they say, I will work for some time, invest money. Then the investment will not be sponsoring the ministry. Ministry was not designed by God to run like that. You don't have time to talk about it. I learned from scriptures. What are you supposed to do? He said, the Lord has sent me and his spirit. He says, pray the Lord of the harvest, that he will send laborers into the harvest. And I found out that the Bible says in that Romans chapter 12 that I read all the time, there are different gifts. He talked about it. Each one has grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So each one is supposed to exercise his gift accordingly. He listed a lot of them. One of them, he said, there is he that giveth. Ah, I said, there is a giving ministry, therefore. So you know how I solve my own, in quote, my own problem? From the beginning, I prayed, Lord, send financial laborers into the harvest. It was a simple prayer. I prayed it from the beginning. And that scripture that I quote for myself all the time, I also prophesied over Kingdom World Ministries that says, Behold, I will cause prosperity to flow towards you like a river and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. And this is one thing about me. I've learned that in the last two, three years. Every naira that comes into our hands, I know God sent it. it can, if he can count the hair, if the sparrows, none of them falls down without the Father knowing. Every naira, every dollar, every pound that has come to Kingdom World Ministries has been specially ordered by God. That's how, that's how you solve that problem. So in the body of Christ, you find issues like that. Instead of going around every time, making noise, begging and crying. If we don't, you know, Muslims are going to kill us. We are too stingy. No. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he will send financial laborers into the harvest field. One of the jobs you do as a, as a believer is see what is lacking in the body of Christ and start praying about it. 
embarrassment, embarrassment all the time. All the pastors say, God told them, God told them something happened. You know what happened? The exact opposite. The beginning of the year will be reading out prophecies for the year. That's one habit that I dislike. I see preachers do it. I don't know why they do it. God does not know January 1st. Anytime he has a word, he will send it. We now line on January pray, we pray, pray, pray till God says things to us. We now come at that. Eight out of ten, the opposite will happen. Say so this year there will be peace. All about, do, we, do we see the peace? Bang, bang, bombing, kidnapping, shooting. I'm shouting, I'm blaming the devil for everything. We are blind. If we are seen properly, we'll have warned and told people what to correct in their lives. You know what they came to Jesus when there was an accident, many people died. What do modern Christians say? Is the devil. A building collapsed. Is the devil. When they came to Jesus, you know what he said? He said, except you repent, you likewise perish. He didn't say it was the devil. Some people were in church. And bandits entered the place. They were worshipping. And they shot everybody and four people died. Including the pastor. They came to the Christian and said, what do you think happened? You know what the Christian said? It's the devil. It's attack on the gospel. They came to Jesus. He said, except you repent, you will likewise perish. He said, it happened, these two things I've told you. He said, what happened? Pilate, some people were sacrificing to God. Pilate came and mingled their blood with their sacrifices. Killed all of them. They came to Jesus, trembling. What do we do? He said, repent. Except you repent, you will all likewise perish. So I ask all the time, where are the prophetic voices in the church? We are busy prophesying funny things. These are prayer points. That the church needs to take up and say, Lord, time to reactivate for us serious prophetic gifts. They are that, no, I'm serious. That's pray for the peace of Jerusalem. When the kings hear your voice, they should be trembling. When someone will arrive, they will say, Have you come peaceably? When someone is arriving, everybody say, Ah, maybe you travel, you come back. Say, so What happened? They say, Someone, someone, he came. What happened? Who stole what? Who was the? Did you people join the fight? That everybody's wondering what happened. But this they will now see prophets feeding form to see governor. Governor will keep them outside for a long time. It's against the will of God. Read your story. And David needs serious counsel. Nathan will walk in. Even those that hated prophets, they were afraid of them. They used to send soldiers go and catch that prophet from me. <laughs> That is the glory of Jerusalem we are talking about. Not that we'll be queuing up in government houses in December collecting envelope. God help me. If I go to a government house, your envelope is staying there with you. Is it wrong? Money giving a prophet? No, nothing wrong. There is a time for everything. Not in government house. You see prophets we gather. The one guy, one unbeliever will be sharing an envelope to them. That's what they call shame. Ah! In Jesus' name. Not anymore. The, the thing is very painful. It's very, very painful. It's because the gifts of God, that's what I'm talking about. We need to pray that the gift will be what? Activated again. These are the kind of things you take on your own. Not just when we are here. God raised prophets that kings will fear. There's one man I never heard about him again. Joshua is, I don't know how his name because then I was living in the West. I didn't get the name very well. But the first name was Joshua. When they put Nigeria to join OIC, God sent him to the Dan barracks. And he gathered all the military generals. I don't know whether I included this our current head of state. And told them that God warned them they had better stop. 
the same Kiyabila was present in that meeting. That he told them, Kiyabila, remove your cap. I want to pray. In the terrible, remove your cap. Military men ruling the country, they all remove their caps. MK refused to remove his cap. If you know why God ended the man like that, there are some of the sins that God gathered together for him. We there shouting politics. Say, well, told the man, no problem. Say, he raised his voice. Wind entered, opened the curtain, removed the cap from the man's head. When the cap, the cap, you know, the man, you know, reflexly, your cap flew off. He rushed the cap. So he fell and hit his head on the table. True story. Is that not what it's called? That's what they call glory. That is what is called glory. Let's read that scripture again and then we'll, we'll rest to pray and then we'll close with it. Isaiah 62. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not keep quiet. Until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. The nations will see your righteousness and all kings will see your glory. Let's rise to our feet. Next time we'll continue the one I wanted to talk about, the one on unity, because you can't attain this until there's spiritual unity. Everybody open your Bibles to that Psalm, Isaiah chapter 62. I want us to read verses 1 and 2. In whichever version you read, have, just read it. 1, 2, let's go. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silence. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not keep quiet. Until her righteousness goes forth like brightness. And our salvation like a torch that is burning. The nations will see your righteousness. And all kings your glory. And you will be called by a new name. Which the mouth of the Lord will designate. That is it. That is the word of God. For the church of God. Say in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Now remember last time we talked about geographically dividing the church. Not on ethnic grounds or anything. But on national borders. It makes it easy. If you are in Ghana, pray for the church in Ghana. If you are in Nigeria, pray for the church first. First for the church in your country. You can spread it as God enlarges your faith and enlarges your vision and gives you the passion. But we are in this country. Let's pray first of all for the church in this country. Let's declare, say in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Concerning the church in Nigeria, we declare. Her righteousness will go forth like brightness. Her salvation like a torch that is burning. The nations will see her righteousness. And all kings will see her glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say so we declare upon the church in Nigeria. Truth will fill her. From every corner. To every corner. From the top. top to, to the bottom. Say iniquity will not thrive. In the name of Jesus. Say again it shall be. Like the days of Acts. Where false prophets are silenced. Where demon carrying false prophets. Are, remember the, the young girl. Remember that girl that was following the hair. That, that false prophets that speak with the power of evil spirits. The spirits will be cast out. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say, say after me, say, in the name of Jesus, the, of Jesus. The, power of God, the power of God will fill this church. Will fill this church. The, truth of God the truth of God 
we fill her church in Nigeria. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say this body of Christ will be glorious again. It will be indeed the foundation and the pillar of truth. The oasis of truth. The origin of the power of God. It will be known for miracles. Divine healing. Prophecies. True prophecies that glorify God. Say in the name of Jesus. It shall come to pass. Kings will see her prophets. And have true respect for her God. Just give the Lord thanks in your own words. Just say, Father, we thank you. You will do these things. Say, Lord, you will do this. You will do this. You will do this. You will do this. Say, this church shall be glorious. Say, this church shall be glorious. It will be a place of the power of God. Many people will run to it. Confused people will come to her. In the name of Jesus. People seeking direction. They will know where to go. They will come to the church. And we will give them direction. Say, lying tongues will be silenced. Lying tongues will be silenced. And this is how you pray for the church of God. Love this church. Love the Jerusalem of God. That's what we're talking about. Pray that for your own child. Pray as if you are praying for your own father. For your own mother. Say, Lord, heal her of every sickness. This church, in the name of Jesus. The lying tongue is removed. In the name of Jesus Christ. The envious spirit is removed from leadership. In the name of Jesus. The competitive spirit is uprooted. In the name of Jesus. Glory shall be upon her. Glory shall be upon her. In the name of Jesus Christ. This church should be the light indeed. Should be the salt indeed. The leaders will arise from inside her. Like Daniel. Leaders will arise from inside her. Like Joseph. They will go out into the world and rule on God's behalf. In the name of Jesus Christ. They will go out into the world and rule on God's behalf. In the name of Jesus Christ. The fear of God will be seen in her. The fear of God will be seen in her. The fear of God will be seen in her. She will be known for the fear of God. In the name of Jesus. She will be known for the fear of God. Declare that the church of God will silence every false prophet. Speaking in the name of Jesus. The truth is that any prophet that wants to speak and say anything, like just don't talk in the name of Jesus. We will leave you alone. But if you mention that name of Jesus, you must be true. We decree it in the name of Jesus. If you will speak in that name, you must speak the truth. Otherwise, we send the power of God to silence you. Otherwise, we send the power of God. Silence every mouth that is speaking lies and calling the name of Jesus. On the airwaves, they are speaking lies and they are calling the name of Jesus. We ask them to be silenced in the name of Jesus. This church will be glorious. The glory of God will be seen upon the church. The glory of God will be seen upon the church in Nigeria. God will do miracles by hands. It shall come to pass again. That will be known for organizing crusades where people are healed. Where the sick are healed. Where the dead are raised. In the name of Jesus. The power of God will manifest again in our generation. Pray, people of God. And say, Lord, send laborers into your harvest. Send laborers into your harvest. Send laborers, send laborers, send laborers into your harvest. Send laborers. Lord, we ask for laborers. Release laborers in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you thanks. Let's give him thanks. Say, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Say, Lord, we give you thanks. 
In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. There's one more scripture I want us to read, and then we'll close with that. Psalm 87. Living Bible. Who has the Living Bible? All right, let's just read the verse, uh, verses 4 to 6. All right? Huh? You have Living Bible? Living Bible. Okay. Okay, then let me borrow it. Yes. Psalm 87. He said, O city of God, from verse 3. O city of God, what wondrous tales are told of you? Nowadays, when I mention among my friends the names of Egypt and Babylonia, as United States and United Kingdom, Philistia and Tyre, that these are the great nations of those days, or even distant Ethiopia, someone boasts that he was born in one or another of those countries. But someday, the highest honor will be to be a native of Jerusalem. For the God above all gods will personally bless this city. Amen. When he registers her citizens, he will place a check mark beside the names of those who were born here. Amen. And in the festivals, they will sing, All my heart is in Jerusalem. If that doesn't excite you, I don't know what can excite you. That's the plan of God. That looks in, People sometimes they say, Ah, my wife is pregnant, let her go and deliver in America. I say, What is more important is the one God taught me my wife and I to pray recently, Lord, reveal yourself personally to my children. That's what they need. He said, nowadays, when I mention, this is a British citizen. Some people are excited. I mentioned that this guy was born in the United States. People are excited. Now we give birth to children in Canada and we are happy. People are excited. He said, but it shall come to pass that the highest honor will be to be a Christian. To be one that is born in Zion. To be one that is a native of God's Jerusalem. To be the one that is a citizen of the Israel of God. That will be the highest honor in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's read that scripture together and then we'll close with it. Open everybody, let's read it. Whichever version you have. Thank you very much for your Bible you lent to me. Alright, verse 4. Okay, from verse 3 we'll read verses 3. From verse 3 to verse 6. 1, 2, let's go. Glorious things are spoken of you, O city of God. I shall mention Rahab and Babylon among those who know me. Behold, Philistia and Tyre with Ethiopia. This one was born there. But of Zion it shall be said, This one and that one were born in her. And the Most High will establish her. The law will count when it registers the peoples. This one was born there. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you because we have been born in the Israel of God. Thank you because we are citizens of the spiritual Jerusalem. Thank you because we are not disadvantaged in any way. How can we be citizens of the city of God and be disadvantaged? Somebody take a minute and thank God because you are not disadvantaged. I know you have seen your friend that's an American citizen and you thought, oh, this guy is lucky. Now you know no one is lucky apart from the person who is a citizen of the city of God. Thank God because you are blessed. Thank God because you, are, you have an advantage. Thank God because you are privileged. Thank God that you have no disadvantage because of any citizenship. You have the highest citizenship in the world. Give the Lord thanks for that. Give the Lord thanks for that. Give the Lord thanks this evening. Say, Lord, I thank you. Because the highest citizenship, being a citizen of Zion, the city of the living God, that is what I have. Father, we give you thanks for it. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. It is well with you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In the name of Jesus Christ. Christians learn to declare the word of God with your mouth. That's how you release spiritual power. All right, the Lord is good. For example, when people are saying that, listen, let me just say something to you briefly. Learn to answer. What did I say? Learn to answer. What did I say? That guy is very lucky. He's a British citizen. Say, ah, I'm very blessed though. I'm a citizen of heavenly Jerusalem. Just say it. And what would that get you? Don't worry. Everything that I need in life. Say, prosperity will flow towards me like a river. And the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. When they say, ah, there's an, Ebo- there's an outbreak of Ebola again in a Congo. Say, thank God though, for divine healing. It protects us. Just say it. Drop it. People will use words to steal faith away from you. Faith is a substance. You must guard the one you have. When they say, this country is finished. One guy yesterday I was in the bank. I said, which kind of life is this? He put his ATM card inside. Now ATM swallow up. He entered inside GT Bank. The GT guy said, listen, you will get your card back. But I think it's a technical thing. They need to get the technical people to get I think that thing swallowed it. He was working card that yesterday. Because I saw a lot of them there. The guy said, ah, so he needs to collect money now. They said, walk into the branch of your bank now. He said, I don't know where the branch is. The guy said, sorry, ask somebody to direct you to access the bank. He said, oh, this country is messed up. I said, because of it, yeah, God. <laughs> he used a worse word. I just don't want to use that word on this pulpit. He said, man, this country is messed up. I felt like, so, boy, because of your ATM card. If your friend says that, tell him, this country is blessed, both because of me and also for my sake. I'm present here. People will be opening their mouth and talking nonsense. Ah, this is co- Today, somebody forwarded the achievements under this current government to me. And not as if they are not promoting a government, just forwarded. And all of them I could verify that these things are true. But nobody will talk about those things. External reserve is as high as it has, in fact, the highest they have seen over, is it 12 years or so? Nobody talks about it. They focus on every negative thing that is there. Please, don't let them steal your faith. Many people, their faith have been stolen. They are now cleaning gutter in America. They own businesses in Nigeria. They own businesses in Nigeria. But somebody collected their faith. Now sent them. Oh man, had, you know, you go, you know, may you not win the visa lottery that's not good for you. Big businessman, I don't know whether he was in nature or somewhere around here. He sold all that he had and gave to America. When he reached there, Anyway, by the time they finished, when I was in the story at that time, that was about 10 years ago, he was currently a construction worker, carrying pompon for construction people in America. A businessman with four children in Nigeria. He collected his faith. Don't let them steal your faith. Learn to answer. When they tell you, ah, many people died on the road. They say, many people passed and nothing happened. Many people passed and nothing happened. That when you are going to greet people, I will see you later. It's not a greeting, it's a prophecy. Yes, sir. I will be back. When you are leaving home, tell your wife, I will be back. Stop greeting bye-bye. <laughs> this bye-bye is not, it's not good. We don't know where you are going. Greet somebody, I will be back. I'll see you later. It is well with you. Have a blessed day. When I greet my children, draw them in school, say, have a good day. They don't say thank you. They say amen. They've learned it. I said, it's not a greeting. Do I look like your friend? I'm your father. I'm not your friend. 
<laughs> I was anointed to bless you, not to greet you. Because yesterday I heard my wife, I don't know who she was, she was prophesying for. Stood on the staircase and I was declaring words. I was hearing the echo inside the room. I said, mm, woman of God. <laughs> Her child was going, I see prophetic word. See, ah, you know, the kind of thing you want to go there and say amen to, you know, collect your portion. <laughs> Releasing prophetic words over this child that's going out to school. And it must be a king because the other ones didn't go out yesterday, didn't go to school. Shall be well with you. People will help you. Safety is your portion. And they hear amen. Amen. I said, mm. this is this is Christianity. Yes. Are you getting my point? Yes. See this is your mouth. Don't be using it anyhow. You wake up in the morning, running commentary from Chelsea to Asso Rock, abusing the president, and you want to prosper. That is why not is working for you. All the evil you have been speaking against the president, God is punishing you back. You don't know. The Lord is good. Let's learn to use our words prophetically. Are you getting my point? So if you are coming for the first time, this is how we prophesy when we are leaving. Open to that page 11. That's how we share the grace. Let's share the grace in fellowship. One, two, let's go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we are passed out of death and we are passed into life. We are passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We are passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things are passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our seasonal multiplication, dominion, and shining forth in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Bless three people around you quickly. This is your season of multiplication, dominion, and shining forth. Another person. This is your season of multiplication, dominion, and shining forth in the name of Jesus. One more person, please. This is your season. Don't forget yourself. This is my season of multiplication, dominion, and shining forth in the name of Jesus. All right, cherub brethren, God bless you. Remember, Saturday is our next meeting for those who are coming for the first time.